Let us begin. Let us begin, guys. Let's begin. Let us begin. Life, as we say, as we know, as we know very clearly, that that anything we do in life that is important takes time, takes repetition, takes a person uh, spending his energy and his mind and his focus to to process and to think and to uh, awaken within himself the goals of life. And as the Mesil Sisharim says, the first line, Ma Chovasobolomo, that a person wants to ask himself that question every day. And as many times as you can, not to a point of obsession that you're asking yourself that. It's not like the guy who can't get out of bed and he's uh, um, so nervous and so overly overwhelmed. And he's saying, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? What's my purpose? So he obviously is doing something wrong. Um, and he needs to learn how to be more productive, even in his thinking. People think of productivity as far as your action, but productivity and laziness also can take place in the mind of a person, just like in the emotion of a person. A person could be lazy with his emotions, just like a person could be lazy with their thinking. Right? A person says, ah, whatever. A person's like, oh, I don't know. A person has trouble expressing himself, being analytical, whether it's in his mind, like I said, whether it's in your emotions. Right? As we were speaking uh, yesterday, I know Avrami was mentioning, Avrami Shapiro was mentioning as far as feeling feelings. That's one of the challenges that we have in our generation in general is feeling feelings, learning how to feel. So you could be lazy, in, in, and when I say lazy, it means you could not be so good at feeling feelings. That's something that you have to work on. We all have to work on that. We all have to work on that. Sometimes we're afraid to feel feelings. We're afraid to, to feel. What usually happens with that, just parenthetically, what usually happens is that when you're a child or when you're young and you were told not to feel a feeling or uh, you, were, you felt a feeling and you were rejected because of that feeling, whatever it is, whatever the psychology of why you stopped feeling, the natural thing for a child, a natural, mm. healthy child will feel feelings. You feel feelings if you're de developing and you're on the spectrum of, of or within the misgera, within the, the you know, uh, um, I don't know how to say Ms. Garrett in English, uh, in the uh, confinement, in the boundary of a, of a natural, healthy um, person, um, child developing, you're gonna, you're going structure. You're going to feel, you're going to feel feelings. You're going to think a certain way. And part of developing yourself is learning how to go ahead and develop properly. That's both emotionally and intellectually. So what, what am I talking? What does this have to do with anything? The, the, the fact that every day we're going to do this and the fact that every day, that's why I got you guys notebooks and pens, that's part of taking your life serious. Taking your life serious 
and taking your thoughts serious and taking your emotions serious and learning how to understand yourself, learning to how to understand how you think, learning, like we said the other day, if my if 80% of my thoughts, 90% of my thoughts are repetitive and they're the same thoughts, and 90% of my thoughts are negative. So if I want to take control of my life, then what I need to learn to do is I need to be able to create the thoughts that I want because your thoughts, just basic, we could just go with this basic because it's very true. Your thoughts create your emotions. Your thoughts will create your emotions. You think a certain way, you feel a certain way. The way you talk to yourself, your self-talk inside your brain will dictate to you how you feel about things. And the more a person learns to be able to reset his life and to be able to reset his day, and to be able to think for himself. That's why it's very important to write. When you write, what you do is you get things from in your head outside on your paper. Otherwise, you're in your head. Right? It's one of the lines as it's coming Rosh Hashanah, Yaakov Deitch, anyone who knows Yaakov Deitch, one of the lines that we made up a few years ago, probably four years ago by now, maybe even five years ago, we made up on Rosh Hashanah, and it's one of my favorite quotes that I like to say that I, I was able to make up with him on Rosh Hashanah, is that it's easier to get out of bed than it is to get out of your head. It's hard to get out of your head. It's much easier to get out of bed. What's, what's, what's hard to get out of bed? It's getting out of your head. That's the problem that we have. The problem is, is that our heads have so much stuff in there, and we have so much stuff going on that I don't even know what to think, which makes it that I don't even know what to feel. So every day it's good to remind ourselves where is my focus in life? Where, what's my purpose? Why am I here? What do I want Thursday night to be like? What do I want Friday to be like? What do I want my Shabbos to be like? What do I want my, what do I want, whatever it is, what do I want it to be like? And it begins with Lush and Hara. The reason it begins with Lush and Hara, and then I'll get questions and comments before we start the actual halacha. But the reason that it starts with Lush and Hara is because we need to learn how to focus on ourselves and to tune into ourselves and to stop looking at other people. We're in a generation, guys, you got to know this very well. We're in a generation. We're in a generation where, where it's all about Yitzi Raymond. I don't know how many of you know Yitzi Raymond. Yitzi Raymond from the founders of the yeshiva. I remember him telling me a few um, years ago in camp in uh, on my porch, you guys know, Avram and, and Mo remember my porch in camp. So I remember him telling me from, from I forgot who it was, from Camp Chaveirim. So he said, um, Rabbi Light, is he still there? Rabbi, the Rabbi Light, he was there a few years ago. He just left. So, he, so I remember he was saying, he was saying that, that uh, it used to be when a child, you guys have heard this from before, it used to be when a child wants to... Um, uh, think of what he wants to do when he's older. So he says, I want to be a policeman. That's what it was in my day. I want to be a policeman. I want to be a fireman. I want to be a, you know, a basketball player. And a girl would say, I want to be a nurse. I want to be a teacher. That was like if you took a poll of what children wish they would be when they get older, that's what it was. Nowadays, he said, nowadays, he says they take a poll. What does a person want to be? He wants to be famous. That's what people want to be. 
It's not that I want to have a profession. It's not that I want to be somebody. Thank you, Avian. It's not that I want to be someone. It's I want to be someone in the eyes of other people. That's the that's the um, that's the the race that people are going. Now, what does that do to a person? Now, there's nothing wrong with being famous. There's nothing wrong with being famous. But if your goal is to be famous, then that's a problem. If my goal is to be me, and my goal is to live the life that I want to live, and Mimela, I am famous, and because of that, I people like me, and people want me, and people, whatever it is, that's great. But am I willing to sacrifice my right? And that's, by the way, without getting into politics and cancel culture, that's part of the problem. Do I, am I willing to say what I believe to be true? Oh, but I'm afraid if I'm sitting with five guys in a room and everyone's talking Lashon Hara and everyone's talking about somebody and I'm going to be quiet and I'm not going to nod my head, what are people going to think? Now, it's a very normal thing. It's a very appropriate, rational thing for somebody to say, I want to be liked by people. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be liked by people. But the question is, am I willing to sacrifice myself? Am I willing to kill myself and hurt myself to please other people? That's where we, that's where we, it begins to be dangerous. People pleasers, there's nothing wrong with pleasing people. But being a people pleaser where I'm willing to sacrifice me for pleasing somebody else, that's when you're in trouble. And that's really the same thing as Lashon Hara. Lashon Hara is, is that I'm willing to destroy myself I'm willing to destroy the other person. I'm willing to destroy all relationships for the preservation, right? I'm trying to preserve myself. I'm not trying to be myself. If I was focused on being myself, I wouldn't have to talk Lashon Hara. I don't got time to talk Lashon Hara. Who's got time to, to, to spend his energy? Who has time to talk about other people? Who wants to talk about other people? Agav, just to, to the, in uh, parentheses, I was telling Shmuley, Where's Shmuley Hamba? I was telling Shmuley this morning that we were talking about something which we'll get to. Hopefully we'll get to it today. I was telling uh, Shmuley that the Arizal says, this is very good for Lashon Hara, the Arizal says, listen to this, that a person is given a certain amount of words in his lifetime. A person is given a certain amount of words in his lifetime, and when you finish up those words, you are dead. So you have to be very careful with how many words you, what? Oh, he says that? Oh, yeah, okay. I don't know, he didn't, okay. I, I don't know, he, I didn't see a quote as that. I, I heard, I saw it, I'll show it to you. That it says, when he finishes his last word, met, he dies. So, so beside, and that's just talking about divrei chulin. That's not even talking about bad words. As I was talking about negative things, talking negatively. The Arizal. The Gros says, why do I have two ears and one mouth? Because I want to listen more and talk less. Mayase Adam, what does a person want to do in this world? The Gemara in Chulin says, what's the purpose of a person in this world? He says, Yase Aswe Ki'ilein. He's supposed to make himself like someone who doesn't talk so much. When do you want to talk? When you talk, you want to only say good things. You only want to talk Torah. You want to talk good things. Okay, question, comments, and then we'll get the halacha.
on that whole thing. So it's important. The reason I'm saying that to focus on your, your thoughts. How do I think? How do I feel? How do I understand myself? When you learn to understand yourself, you learn who you are. You're not interested in speaking about other people. You're not interested. You have no interest in speaking about other people. You have no interest in, in you, it, you lose, you start losing your interest in other people. If you're interested in another person, it means that you are, when I say interested, I mean if your focus is on another person, the problem is how come I'm not focusing on myself? I'm not that exciting. Who do you say, Yoshua Benelli said, how come there are no Lamborghini commercials? Commercials for Lamborghinis. Because anybody who's, who can afford a Lamborghini is not watching television. So it's the same exact thing. Anybody who can, who can live a life that is a valuable life, that is, that is, so I don't got time to look at other people. I have other people looking at me. Okay, please, question, comments. Yes, Yaakov. Yeah, probably. Meaning wanting to be validated by other people. 100%. 100%. Of course. Yaakov's asking, is the root of wanting to be famous to have other people to have the love? Which makes sense, because codependence and, and the lack of love of this generation is also very strong. It's very strong. What? That what? For sure. I need everyone to love me, because deep down, if, if I don't get the attention that I need, then I'm lonely and I have nothing from my own. I don't own anything myself. I'm dependent. That's what it is. I'm dependent on everyone else's love. Now, is there anything wrong with wanting to have other people love you? No, it's normal if you want. It's very appropriate to want people to love you. Let's not go extreme over here. No one's saying, yeah, I'm going to sit alone on a mountain and I don't care what anyone thinks. God willing, when you get to my age, a little bit older, a little bit older, older, hopefully you'll get there. You want to get to a point where you're able to stand alone. At your age, it's obviously much harder. You're going to need to get married. You're going to have children. You're going to be in a community. People love you. But if I need that for me, people, and this is what we were talking about, which we're going to talk about the phones and, and, and the distractions as well, that's the problem. Can you, right? I always say this. Shabbos is not the problem. We'll talk about it on Shabbos. Shabbos is not the problem with people with their phones. That's not the problem. The problem is you can't go a Tuesday without your phone. Let me do a Saturday. You couldn't go a Tuesday without your phone. When's the, when's the, how long could you go without your phone? Can I spend time by myself? How else am I going to get to know myself? Yes? Why is validation so present in this generation? I mean, why, are, why, why do we crave it so much? Yeah, in this generation specifically more than others. I don't know. I don't know. It's a very good question. I'm not sure. It's a great question. I'm not sure. Is it possible it's because of, uh, we see the achievements of others? I mean, we see a lot. We're exposed to I don't know. It's a great question. I, I, I'm not sure. It's a very good question. We could think about it. We could speculate. But it's a good question to think about. I'm not just pushing you off. We'll think about it over the year. Let's think about it. why we need. I, I don't know if we need more validation than what other people used to have need, but it's more that we're willing to sort of sell ourselves to other people quicker than, than, than in the past. Because I think it could be we have that available. You have it available that I could, I could, I could, 
I have other ways to, to show people I could sit in my room, I could do nothing and still sort of like pretend that I'm something by what I post. You could maybe play, play it more, I'm not sure. You could play the game. It used to be, what are you gonna play the game? I can't, I can't send someone a text message. I actually have to call him up. Nowadays they say, if you wanna scare someone, call them on the phone. Who's calling anybody on the phone? Please send me a first, first send me a, why, why are you calling me? But it used to be, if you wanna to talk to someone, you have to say, hi, you have to look them in the eyes. There's a little bit of, a, of an embarrassment. Now you could send uh, uh, someone over, I don't know how it works. You could send, what? WhatsApp, but not, not just WhatsApp. You could, you could uh, other area, other ways of, of of sending people, you know, messages. And I don't have to be me. I could pretend that I'm somebody else. So we don't. You never have to work. You know. You know. Someone told me. Someone very smart person told me this. A doctor actually told me this. They said one of the reasons. Could be. We have to start a little bit earlier. One of the reasons they say that that nowadays. Um, this my this my this is actually my sister-in-law who's a who's a who's a doctor. She works in in New York in the emergency room. I mentioned her last year with the girl who came in and there was the uh, leash on the on the windowsill. There was a cat leash, and she says, "Why is there a cat leash? Well, we don't allow dogs or cats in the hospital." So they say, "No, it's actually one of the girls over here who came in to the ER." identifies as a cat. This happened to her, not a story she read. Identifies as a cat and her parents, because she identifies as a cat, bought her a, a leash for herself, so she put it over there. That's pretty sad. Now listen to what she told me. She told me one of the reasons, yeah. she told me like this, but no, but listen to this, she told me like this. This is the way, this is Tom, very important to know. A 12 year old, let's say is having problems with, uh, he's going through puberty, he's 12 to 15 years old, right? And he wants girls to like him, but girls don't like him. He's got pimples, he's got, he's got this, he's got that. So, so, so what does he do? So he's uncomfortable being a man. He's not so macho because his friends are making fun of him because like the girls don't like you, you're this, come on, what, who are you? So he feels, sort of disconnected um, to, to, to his whatever, whatever it is. So he starts saying, so maybe I'm not really a guy. Why deal with the fact that I'm uncomfortable? Why deal with that? The same on the girl side. A girl is, goes through puberty, she's a little bit heavier, she's a little bit going through whatever she's going through, and she's no guy is looking at her. So why deal with that and start losing weight, start understanding your, your emotions? I'm gonna start identifying myself as a man. This way, I solve my problem. So what happens is, and this is the truth, this is what's going on. So when we don't deal, now I'm not worried about anybody here identifying as a cat and or identifying as, a, as, as the opposite sex, but you guys are a little bit older. But what happens is if you don't learn, if a person doesn't learn how to deal with himself and he's all, he's all everything he's doing is a reaction from other people, how other people are viewing him. Not that I don't have an identity. Of course, you need to have your your the, you need to have your group of friends. It's important to have friends. But if me without my friends, who am I? Am I willing to say no to a friend because this friend is not good for me? 
This friend is not good for me. This friend is hurting me. This friend is not good for me. Am I willing to stand alone and be alone? If you're not willing to be alone, not that you want to be alone, but if you're not willing to stand alone, then you have to question yourself. That I'm willing to sell myself for other people. And that's really Lashnara. I'm willing to sell my soul and I'm willing to sell myself so that people like me because I put down that guy and I'm better than that guy and I'm better than that guy and better than that guy. I'm willing to do that. That's the danger of Lashnara. Okay. Yes, Yosef. Um, you're saying it's more about a lot of what you feel is based on your thoughts. And isn't your thoughts more based on what you feel? So, no, it's the other way. Why not? If, 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 <laughs> Give me an example. Um, I don't know. If, uh, if someone gives me a bad family situation, then you're going to have negative feelings towards them, towards them, towards them. I mean, if that's the way it's thought, it'll be more. Um, yeah, right. I'm um, what does he yeah, feel? Tell me the feeling. Tell me the feeling. What's the feeling? That what? That's thing. That's your. That's your thinking. But jealousy is the way you're thinking. It's also a feeling, but it's the way. It's the way you're thinking. It's the way you think. Because a feeling is a feeling, and a thought is what you're what you're saying to yourself. What? Jealousy is a feeling. All, fe- all feelings, all feelings, are coming from the way you're thinking about something. Are you jealous when a guy's playing bad? Are you jealous of LeBron James? You're not jealous of LeBron James, but you're jealous of a guy who's playing basketball who's your age and he's and he's and he's better than you. So why aren't you jealous of LeBron James? Because LeBron James, you have no havamina that you're going to be like LeBron James, but you have a havamina that the guy next to you. You could be better than him. But if you realize that in my brain, that the guy next to me, and I'm not talking about basketball, but any jealousy, that the guy next to me is totally separate in my life, has a total separate cheshven from Hashem, from everything, and he's so far from me, as far as LeBron James is from my basketball, you would not be jealous. You would not be jealous. You're only jealous when you think you could have something. You're not jealous of a billionaire. You'll be jealous of a guy who's got $1,000. Why? Because I could get $1,000. But if you realize that this is exactly what you're supposed to have, you're not going to be jealous. It's exactly the way. I'm as far from the guy next to me. That's the irony. Okay, we're going to jealousy, but that's your thinking. If you knew for a fact that you... My thoughts, my upbringing, where I am in life, everything now is exactly where I'm supposed to be. I'm perfect. If somehow you got a letter from God, you got a letter from Hashem and it says, I want to tell you, you are beautiful just the way you are. You're in yeshiva now. I forgive you for all of your averis. You've been walking in Eretz Yisrael. You came to yeshiva. It's El. You're trying as hard as you can. Oh, you did an avera yesterday. You did an avera, but you know what? When you learn a piece of uh, Torah, that forgives you for all your Averis. I can tell you all the Chazals that will forgive you. And you're actually forgiven for everything. You're perfect just the way you are. How would you start living your life? You start living your life very, very different. You'd be like, wait, if everybody here knew that they're 100% clean, they're totally forgiven 
for all the Averas. How would you live tonight if you knew you were totally pure in everything you've ever done? Maybe you are. What? Why? You know you wouldn't. You would never do that. Never do that. You wouldn't do that. If you were, if you had a dream or someone else had a dream and told you from Moshe Rabbeinu came and said, Shmuley, you are totally, you're totally clean. You're a tzaddik. You're this. Hashem wants you. He loves you. He's waiting for your Torah. You'd be like, yeah, let's go. Guaranteed. It's the suffix that, that, that keeps us like that. It's our thinking. Yes. Correct. Exactly. Correct. 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 Exactly. You see it. You you interpret it a certain way. If you would see a guy on the outside, and then you, I'm sure this has happened. You see a guy on the outside, and then you talk to him. You're jealous of him from the outside. He's a handsome good-looking, cool guy, then you talk to him and he has this problem or that problem or he's not this or that, you're like, okay, I'm not jealous anymore because my thinking is, is, is different. It's not the way I think it is. It's all the way we think about things. Okay, yes, Binyamin. Welcome back, Binyamin. I would have waited, Binyamin. Binyamin's back in the house. We're, 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 we're ready. Yeah. Good. Okay, I knew someone was going to ask that. See, Binyam, I'm going to leave it up to you. That's a good question. That's a great question. That's a beautiful question. So I'll, I'll answer. Okay, this is good. I'm, I'll, I'll answer. Yeah, there's just so much. We, we need more time. The, the, uh, the answer to that is there are two, there are two, there are two, there are two thinkings, which means like this. There's, there's repetition thinking that's subconscious that you're, that you're 90, what was it, 90% of our thoughts? Eighty. Or 80% of our thoughts are repetitive. Those thoughts are probably from the day you were three, four, what do they say nowadays, Dr. Yehuda, what do they say? When are you finished being done? Three years old, five years old, six years old? What do they say? Cognitive. Yes, yes. Six, seven years old. So six, seven years old, they say, and it's probably younger than that also, six, seven years old, your pattern of thinking is already done. You're done. What does that mean? That means you're going to think those same, the same thoughts you think now, you've been basically thinking since you're, since you're six years old. Now, it doesn't mean you don't get new information. The way you think about yourself, the way you react to things, the way you think about things, it's pretty scary. So that is one thought that's just in there. The goal is, they say the altar from Kelm, the altar from Kelm, you're going to meet him tonight, Rav Lopian, his grandfather, Rav Elia Lapian, was a Talmud of this person I'm talking about. So this is pretty crazy. He was young when his grandfather died, but he was Zohar, Rabbi Lopian. He was Zohar to see his grandfather, Rav Elia Lapian, who saw Elio Anavi. So you're going to meet someone tonight whose grandfather, he saw, uh, uh, his grandfather, who saw Elio Anavi, it's known, and, and he was a Talmud of the altar from Kelm, who said, ready for this? Who said, and you've heard, many of you have heard this from me in the past, he said that he, that the altar from Kelm, 
They say about the Alter from Kelm that he knew every thought that he thought. He knew every thought that he thought. He was in control of every thought. Don't try that, anybody. You'll go mashuga. You'll go crazy. But what's the point? The point is, is that that's very, very, very powerful. It's actually very good for Rosh Hashanah. Because Rosh Hashanah is Rosh Hashanah. The reason Rosh Hashanah is so important, it's more schmooze we'll talk about when we speak specifically about Rosh Hashanah. The goal of Rosh Hashanah is to create your head. It's to create your thinking. Everybody knows this. If you, that's why everyone was saying, someone said it to me again today when I spoke to them, to hope you have a good year. That's a thought. I hope I have a good year. I hope I have a good year. I hope I have a, I will have a good year. Who, like I said, whose team do you want to be on? I hope I'm going to win or I will win. Now, all that is is what, Yosef? That's just a thought. But what does that thought do? I hope I'm going to lose weight. I will lose weight. I hope I'm going to have a great year. I will have a good year. I will live a certain way. You start learning to control your thinking. So now Hashem sometimes throws us thoughts also. Thoughts of your past, bad thoughts. Usually the bad thoughts come, you're in the middle of davening, suddenly you can't think. Right? That doesn't happen when you're hanging out. That's, that, that's a different, that's a more uh, spiritual, holy thing that you get thoughts thrown to you. But most of our thoughts, we're more in control of our thoughts than we can imagine. Just the problem is we're lazy. And we're lazy and we don't work on our thoughts. That's why it's important to write. That's why it's, it's important to journal. That's why it's important to speak to someone. Because you get all your thoughts, you get them very, very clear. You get clear of who you are. Who are you? Ask that question. Write down that. Who am I? Who am I? What am I? What am I doing? What are my goals? You get the thought out and you get clarity of how you think. That's why affirmations are very important. When a person learns to think a certain way, I am, I am, I am whatever you want to say. I am, I am good. If you, most people would talk very negatively to themselves. Most people are very negative in their heads. Very, very negative in their heads. Okay, wow. A lot of questions. Menachem, yeah. Oh, Matis. Let's go. Sorry, I call Menachem. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. That's what we're talking about now. Sure, of course. Very much. Very much. I spend I spend at least ten minutes, at least ten minutes a day in the morning, at least. In the summer I did it even more. I could show it to you. Ten minutes at night I try and do it falling asleep with certain thoughts because I want to think certain thoughts. I said this all the time. So I want to, and that what that does is it's a pattern. I also connect to certain thoughts that I know that I connect to, and I like to connect to those thoughts. I don't want to just have random thoughts in my head about things. I want to think the way I want to think. I want to choose the way I think. I like that line. I want to choose. I just thought about it right now. I want to choose the way I think. Well, well, well. Again, walk having someone walk by. If I'm good, if I'm good, I'm good. If you're good, if you're feeling good, if your thoughts are clear, if you're in a good zone, if you're focused, if you know what you're doing. If I'm going from the dorm to here, 
If I know where I'm going, if I have a very clear focus of where I'm going, I'm much, 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 um, uh, the chances of me be, being distracted, the ADHD, the AAEIC, is really because, no, it really comes from because your Rebbe or your teacher, and again, I'm not blaming anyone in this, is that, is that, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't interesting. You weren't interested in it. So what did you do? You started spacing out. As Ephraim said, the one who made up AAEIC, you're not spacing out, you're actually spacing into what you want to say into. So when a guy walks around and he's all over the place, I'm going like this, that's because I never learned how to be focused and how to say, this is my goal. I want to get from A to B. I'm going from here to here and nothing's going to stop me. I'm getting to the base medrash. I'm going to go and understand this Gemara. I'm going to learn for 10 minutes and focus and there's going to be a noise. Talk about Kellum. They say, I think in Kellum, they say the thing, if a guy looked up and he looked up because there was a noise. Right? What would happen if there's a noise back here? Bang, everybody's going to turn like that. They said if anyone turned their neck like that, it would be a joke. The guy would be like, not thrown out of yeshiva. They'd be like, that's a jokester. A guy is actually going to just turn because he heard a noise. Now, it's not obsessive that oh, I can't turn my head. It's because my focus of my goal of where I'm headed is nothing is going to stop me. But you can't do that unless you first have that clarity. That's why Rosh Hashanah starts off the year. Rosh Hashanah is machshava. It's all zikaron. It's called yom hazikaron, which means your, your brain. It's the machshava. you got to figure out, where am I going to get to this year, and how am I going to get there? Actually, not even how am I going to get there. Where am I going to? What's my destination? And nothing's going to stop me. I want to think positive thoughts. I want to think this. And when you begin to do that, it will change your life. It changes your life. You got to be patient, slowly. It's not overnight. Yes. Thank you, everyone. I just want to give, really, really, it's amazing. Everybody, everyone who's been saying this is so amazing to talk. And again, we got to talk about this. These are things we have to chazer over. This isn't something like, oh, you click and then you're good to go. These are things we have to remember. You got. That's why we have a notebook. Okay, we'll do a halacha soon. Let's get matzis and then we'll learn a halacha. And we'll uh, at least. Uh, we'll, yes. Something like that. 
at Baltimore, one of the exercises we do in the morning, I did it, I started it this summer, is that one of the exercises is you do 10 minutes of silence. I think that's it. Where you don't do anything. Don't do anything. You just sit there and space out. It's weird in the beginning, but it's addictive in a good way. Very, it's a very good thing because it's like, it's like you really are just 10 minutes <coughs> by five minutes. Just like, if you got weird stuff going on in your head, so then it's very positive. And try, think, start with just some try. That's a very good question. Playing ball, taking a walk, jogging, you know, Shabbos is a good time for that. Yes. <laughs> Correct. Exactly. Correct. And I want to say something to that, sure. I want to say something that this, I, I don't like talking about this because it sounds a little weird. One of the things that you say shower, it used to be when people, and I'm sorry I'm telling this, it used to be when someone went to the bathroom, there was also a kedusha for that as well. Nowadays, you go to the bathroom, so you, don't, you, don't, you have no time in, usually when you went to sleep, you're trying to fall asleep, you're forced why, why, why do a lot of guys? Can we go a few more minutes here? It's okay. Why do a lot of guys smoke? They smoke at night. Even good guys, they smoke at night. People I've had this. I know guys. They smoke at night. They need to smoke a little light. They go to sleep. It helps them go to sleep. Why does it help them go to sleep? Relaxes them. Why? Because they're, they're in their head. Their head's cluttered. Got to get out of your head. And and they never spent the time alone. You have your phone, how many times? I'm guilty of this also. How many times? And I'm not even your generation. How many times you fall asleep with your phone or you just fall asleep while you're on your phone, you're looking at the news or you're whatever, you just fall. Like, why, do, why does my phone have to be my, the thing I'm falling asleep with? Why can't I put my phone to the side and fall asleep? Because I have insomnia. Wait, but maybe you have insomnia because you don't know how to calm yourself down. You, you never did that. You never spent the time to actually let yourself think, let yourself slow down, like slow down, ah, breathe, slow down. That's incredible. How do we get into that? Who said where did that from? Where is that? Uh, oh, uh, sure, shower, exactly. So you go into the bathroom. That's what, that's what it used to be. You have different times laying in bed. Laying in bed, I remember my anxiety, a lot of the things I described, because I was laying in bed when I was a kid. We had to forget about it. We had not what we had. You lay down in bed and just, and just process, download. That, that is incredible. Okay, we didn't get to the phones, but uh, yeah. Does spacing out have a connection? Yeah, spacing out, yes. Spacing out, which we, we'll talk about another time. Spacing out. Yes, spacing out versus meditation. Put that on the list that we'll talk about. Spacing out versus meditation. Beautiful. That's a great, we're on the Madrig already of differentiating between spacing out and med med meditating. I just want to say this just as a free, uh, free thing for next, um, for Mirtashen Sunday. But I do want to do a quick up with everybody. I just want to read because Shmuley and Shua spent a lot of time. Just for your information, and I'll tell you how we get to this, more or less... If, if a person averages seven hours, was it seven hours? Seven hours on his phone, eight hours on your phone over your lifetime. If you live to about 85 years old in your 80s, 
Um, you will be out of those 80 years. You guys are not going to believe me, but I'll prove it to you on Sunday. You will have spent close to 20 years of your life on your phones. Twenty years, twenty years, twenty years. Would do we include Java Sweden? Okay, well, what that, does that help us or it's worse? That helps. Let's just do a quick halacha, okay? Quick halacha, judging others. I'm skipping, guys. We're not going to do everything. You guys can read it yourselves. Judging. Some people will do this. We'll do this on Sunday. Some people might think that being down the kapschus is a nice midah, right? People think, oh, it's a nice thing. I'm on page 20. The one on purity of speech, the one that choose whether or not, right? Oh, I, want, I am a nice guy because I judge people. They even claim it's just not my way to always see positive traits in others. Yet, in actuality, the dan l'kavzchus, it's a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah to judge people l'kavzchus. As it says, the tzedek tishbot esamisecha, the tzedek tishbot esamisecha, you must judge your fellow Jew favorably. Page 21. Okay. Um, now, he, it's put into three categories. Russia, look at number three, who continues his overall mitzvahs that are well-known to all. I'm saying this on purpose. For example, he is Mechal Shabbos. I just want to tell you that nowadays this does not apply. He says this later, that nowadays, um, more or less, we are all, nobody is in the Bechina of a Russia. So therefore, you have to judge everybody. Believe it or not. I'm not talking about a guy who's a known, known Russia, but nobody here knows a Russia. None of you guys know a Russia. Right, correct. But I'm saying even if you can't find it in Nukuratova, he's still not a Russia. He's not a Russian. Correct. But I'm saying even if you couldn't, I agree. I agree. I'm saying the bottom line is is that nowadays every person is considered no no person is considered a Russia. We can't now again. There are sorry, I didn't say that right. We there's no one who any of us know here who's a Russia. And anyone else, let's say let's say in politics, will say, oh, but that guy, you have no business, nothing to do with you anyway. You know. Unless you work in the Knesset and you're this and you have to talk about someone for voting or different things or you're a, a rabbi of a community and you're telling people who to vote for and blah, blah, blah. but you don't even need to call someone a Russia like that anyway. So for us, us people here, us holy Jews, there's nobody considered a Russia, even if he's Machal Shabbos, Befar Hesya, that, that's not a Russia. The Chazonish said that nowadays the Chilonim, the secular Jews, are considered a Tinok Shenizba, which means a baby that was kidnapped, that was um, captured. And it's brought down that that was said in the 50s or the 40s. And he says nowadays for sure, he didn't say it, but Carlin, she says it, nowadays al-achas kama v'kama is even more true. So you can't judge even a secular Jew of being a Russia, and therefore, bottom line, you basically have to judge everybody, the kafschus, which we will talk about later, which goes into thinking, your thoughts, and uh, amazing, guys. Amazing, amazing. Have a wonderful, uh, we'll see everybody later on tonight. Big night tonight. Big night tonight.